podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I'm joined by my pretty lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Nah, not much. I, I do understand that I'm pretty lovely now that I'm 34 instead That's of right. 33. So that you know, age, age is. I'm not aging well. I I would say you're, you're right. I I I see you visually right now on Skype, and I'll tell you guys what. Denny from going from 33 to 34, you can tell that he's, he's aged. He looks completely different. Uh, I have gray facial hair. I'm hung over for the past two days. I just look terrible. How, how was your, how was your birthday celebration? Um, it was good. Um, it was, um, so I was trying to explain this to someone yesterday. It turned out to be just like, it, like kind of an old, old person's gathering because, I, I had my friends around the fire on, on the back patio, which is very nice. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted, okay? But we're sitting there, and it's getting kind of late. And the conversation turns to – and I, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. This is real. This, I can verify this. It, the conversation turns to spreadsheets and taxes. Spre- spre- that's, that's actually what happened. At payroll taxes, to be specific. And this conversation goes on for – 25 minutes and i'm like at first i'm like engaging in it and then i'm thinking my god this is the oldest conversation i've ever been in there's no there's no turning back now no i'm basically i'm dead now that i've had (laughs) now that my birth my birthday night uh where i mean i i had a lot i don't know about anybody else but i had a lot to drink and um and then but the conversation turned to payroll and and man people had People had very warm takes on payroll taxes. Let me tell you. Wait, so so I, I think that you were officially old when it's your birthday celebration and you're getting drunk around a fire talking about payroll taxes. Uh, that is uh, inarguable. I mean, that's just the end. You're, it's it is the end. We're not talking about like you know parties of yesteryear, or we're not we're not like playing a drinking game. No, we are talking about. Like, oh my God, I'm stressed out about this spreadsheet that I have <laughs> and how to keep track of taxes. Did you, so, was this was this on Saturday that this, this happened? On, yeah, Saturday night. Um, all the kids had gone home. All the parents had gone home. Our kids were obviously in bed for hours. And uh, uh, holy cow, it really, I, it really went there. I'm going to guess that there's a less than 1% probability that you watched the fight on Saturday night. You are correct. I would never pay to watch a sporting event. Correct. Correct. The the the, the paying the paying for the fight doesn't make any sense. Boxing doesn't make any sense to me. Bo- well, boxing makes absolutely no sense. Me neither. I I, I find it incredibly boring. Uh, it, did it? It started at midnight Eastern time. Yeah, it was. There was a delay. I was trying to. F- I was. I was one of those people that refused to pay, and I was just like on Periscope and stuff, seeing if there were streams and whatnot. Like I wasn't doing anything illegal. These people were doing the illegal thing. But the, oh. 
I was I was just going around seeing what was out there just to see be like yeah I'll I'll watch this because I'm awake and it's happening. It's one of those things where it's just like like I literally only wanted to watch that because of fear of missing out. Oh, okay. like that, that's the only reason. So yeah, the, the the FOMO is strong with an event like that. A FOMO, I felt it a little bit on like Friday when people were really getting hyped about it, and I was like, I'm gonna miss this completely, and everybody else is gonna watch it. Um, did, did you watch it with friends or, or, or I know? No, I, I was out. I was out at a friend's place, just hanging out uh, okay. earlier that night. Then we got home, and then I was just kind of hanging out on my couch and did it. Well, because I was gonna say, here here's an arrangement that would work for me. I saw this on Twitter a few times on Saturday night. The arrangement is is that the someone on Twitter would say, um, I agreed to bring the beer since if my friend would buy the fight. And yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm sorry, how much beer are you buying? Yeah, right. Like like that's clearly the better deal there. Yeah, I'm I'm cool. Like I'll spend what, thirty bucks, forty bucks on beer and yeah, you, I mean, you, I, I, you buy the hundred dollar fight? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be yeah, totally do that. For that. <laughs> but I was I was talking, so I'm joining a I joined and it's happening tomorrow night apparently a fantasy league within my neighborhood, oh. and because it was posted on our message forum and whatnot, and I joined it and the, the we only have there's only nine teams right now Oof. like the, there might be a nine team league and I don't think I you know it's not like there there's I I joined it because I want to meet people in my neighborhood that kind of thing mm-hmm. and and but the the it's it's awkward on so many levels for me because. I I only bring this up because the the guy who's running it was saying he was going to watch the fight on Saturday and try to recruit mm-hmm. some people. But it's very awkward on multiple levels for me because it's it's only 9 people right now. Hopefully he got more. Only 9 people. It's a fairly standard lineup. So it's it's like you have you have fewer uh league members and yet you still have a short lineup or you know not mm-hmm. not crazy lineup. Uh, and then, I mean, no one, no one knows anyone in this league. It's so it's cool from that perspective, right? Everyone's meeting everyone, but they don't like, they have no idea that I actually like do this for my job. Right. So it's like, it's awkward as hell because how do you approach that? So you don't want to be, you don't want to be mid draft and someone's like, Oh yeah, what do you do? And you're like drafting Kareem hunt in the third round. And you're like, Oh, I, I analyze and write about fantasy football, like in the middle of a fantasy football draft. Yeah, no, that would be incredibly awkward. Also, in a league like that, you could get Hunt off the waiver wire. Probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm actually planning on on uh, not drafting Kareem Hunt at all because I I figured that I could get him after the draft. But like, what, like, how do I? I I think what I'm gonna do is I have a backpack that I usually carry my laptop in, and it's a FanDuel backpack. So hopefully, by oh. bringing it's a conversation starter. I feel like I'm almost like. Uh, remember the one guy who wrote like the book, the game or something like that, where he was like, pick up chicks. And then he had that one TV uh, show yeah. and like, he, yeah, I feel like, cause he always talked to you. He was, I, I never read it. I just watched the TV show way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And he talked about like having props because people love, like it's, it's an easy way to start conversation and stuff. This mm-hmm. is my prop. Like this is, I'm, I'm picking up men in my neighborhood this weekend I, or tomorrow. <laughs> I really want to cut that clip out there, uh, and, and just, uh, have that, um, uh, so it, it's it's problematic because you 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 can't you can't just bring it up without without basically saying hey guys listen yeah right I, I'm kind of a big deal right no I'm not yeah I'm not and like that's the the last thing that I'm trying to do I know I know that that doesn't sound right coming from you I mean but there's no way there was there's no way to bring it up without sounding like Ron Burgundy you know. <laughs> I, you, you you just are gonna sound like that. You're gonna sound like a huge dick, and and 
And there's no even if even if you are completely polite about it and like like I just want to let you guys know yes exactly that I do this for a living and they're like do what like work on a computer right right that's the thing it's like I could either be really really aggressive or really really passive right because there's there's like how else do you approach it you either you either don't say anything and you just kind of let things go but then by the time it comes up. Then, mm. then they're going to be mad at you, and then you're not. You, no one's going to like you in the league. And then, but if you're too aggressive at the start, then they're going to think that you're an arrogant dick. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, you you could go all in and and get a thousand dollars in ones, bring it to the draft, and just start throwing it at people when you walk in the door and be like, thousand dollar buy in, everybody. I'm not drafting unless everybody puts a thousand on the table right now. Oh yes, yeah. yes, it's gonna be. It's happening tomorrow night. It's at like nine or something. It's gonna be. It's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, you gotta show. You gotta. You gotta show at least me the team that you draft. Yeah, I will. I'll. I'll, I'll show. Honestly, I think in a league like this, and we actually got a question about this that we'll we'll talk about. But in a league like this, I'm. Like this is the other reason why I'm like mad that this is happening that there's not many teams is that in leagues like this I'm much more inclined to just like take an elite quarterback just because yeah. that like you're there's more depth at running back and wide receiver and like you, you there is a significant there is not significant but there is an edge mm-hmm. to be had by having Aaron Rodgers we didn't, we never doubt that but in leagues like this I'm more inclined to do something like that and that's just like like I can't do that then and then say, oh, yeah, they're, they're like, oh, how'd you get your start in the industry? Oh, I wrote a book about drafting quarterbacks late. It's like there are so many things that are going to go wrong tomorrow night that I almost want to text the guy and be like, I don't think that I should do this. It, no, no, no. You need to do this because we need this narrative for this, for this pod. So <laughs> yeah. I, I need, I, I'm doing this strictly for living the stream. I need, I need you to potentially humiliate yourself for, for the pod and for the people. Um, uh, but, you know, in a league where, yeah, I mean, you're talking about the uh, depth. Uh, you're going to get like Kareem Hunt as your running back five and Martavis Bryant as your wide receiver seven. Right. <laughs> so like what's there's... what's the point? Yeah, there, there's no like depth at that point. There There is no point. It's not like yeah. you're starting multiple guys in your lineup. Like I said, it just it doesn't make any sense to to just be silly and play a game of chicken in that kind of league. I understand it's easier to stream, obviously, but if you can get you need literally every kind of edge that you can get in those kind of leagues. There's no there's no room for error. So that's. I'm I'm probably gonna walk away. That that'll be my only Aaron Rodgers share this year. Well, good good luck. Listen, I uh, I I wish I wish you luck in not looking like a huge douche. What I want to happen is that I how awesome would it be if if I drafted Aaron Rodgers early and people gave me hell because they heard from experts online that you should not mm-hmm. be drafting your quarterbacks early. Oh right right yes that oh, would be man. that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, that would be uh, so. Yeah, someone would recommend uh, the, your your book. Be like, JJ, <laughs> you should read this book. It's by I forget the name of the author, yeah. but it's like that. That reminds me. There was a quick, quick quick story about Stephen King. One time was in the grocery store. Someone came up. Uh, an old lady came up and said, "Are you Stephen King?" He said, "Yeah." She said, "Well, I hate your writing. Hate your books." He said, "Okay, sorry." She said, "You need to write something like the Shawshank Redemption." Now that is a good book. <laughs> of course, he had mm-hmm. written the uh, Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it would be, you. this would be your Stephen King moment is what yes, I'm saying. Yes, 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 yes. I like that. Uh, on today's podcast, we are going to do our, our Fire Takes Bold Predictions show. I actually have a Bold Predictions episode coming out Tuesday of the Late Round Podcast for more Bold Predictions. If you couldn't take the two takes that I have on this show, then just wait for tomorrow because I have 10 more. Um, but we're going to each give two Bold Predictions for this NFL season. 
Hopefully your computers slash phones don't catch on fire while we do this. We've had some success doing this in the past. Uh, I, I remember shows where I, two seasons ago had the David Johnson over Andre Ellington. I remember you had the Eli Manning over Peyton Manning one when Peyton Manning had an early round ADP. Uh, so this show, guys, you should listen listen closely because our fire takes become just normal takes. Yeah, I remember the the Eli one. I got some flack for that, but I, I then Peyton showed that he, you know, obviously should have hung it up the year before. So true, Very that worked true. out. Uh, but before we get into the bold predictions, Denny, why don't you talk about the first sponsor of the show? Yes, it's PlayDraft.com. Uh, I'm on that site quite a bit, and I believe you should be too. Um, they have new best ball leagues, so here's how it works. You sign up for a 12-team uh, long draft or a 10-team league with a rapid-fire 30-second clock. Um, good practice for those who go on uh, a mega tilt during their uh, their drafts when they have um, just a short, a short while to pick, 30 or 60 seconds. Uh, so it's so easy to start uh, playing on, on draft. Just go to playdraft.com backslash stream and play against me today. All right, Denny. I'll I'll kick things off this time. All right. And I'll I'll give my first hot take of uh, the bold prediction of the show. And it's that Andy Dalton's going to finish as a top six quarterback this season. Sound the alarm. So had had Andy Dalton thrown at his career touchdown rate last year, he actually would have finished with 26 touchdown passes. He had 18. That would have made him a fringe top five quarterback in fantasy football. And like I said, he had just 18 scores. He had a 3.2% touchdown rate, which is not good at all. Uh, but a huge reason for that was because he didn't have A.J. Green, who missed six games because of an injury. And tight end Tyler Eifert was also out for half the year. Mm-hmm. Over Andy Dalton's career, he's averaged a 5.59% touchdown rate when Eifert and Green have been on the field at the same time. A 5.6% touchdown rate is incredibly, incredibly good. So good that with that kind of rate on the same number of temps from Andy Dalton, which was 563, which I think is is reasonable. I mean, he might be a little bit lower than that, but even if it's a little bit lower, it's not that big of a deal. Dalton would have had a 31 touchdown season or would have a 31 touchdown season. So if he if he hits that that career touchdown rate that he has with Eifert and AJ Green or even comes close to it, um, I think that he's got a very, very good ceiling. The, the the downside with Dalton is the Bengals' offensive line entering the season, but the team also has, an, not an elite, but a very, very strong player at basically every level of the field now. Uh, and I think I think that will come in handy a lot to, to kind of um, downplay the, the offensive line weakness uh, on the team. So I think Dalton, you know, I don't necessarily love his, his uh, early season schedule, but I think overall we might look back at the season and say and see that Andy Dalton's a a top end QB one. So answer me this: when we're talking about people talk about fade, I'm fading the Bengals because of their offensive line, and I, I hear this sometimes, and I it makes me think that the Bengals' offensive line is what an all time worst offensive line. Right. Is that what we're talking they, about? They, they they lost two starters. So people freak out. And, and okay. I, I get that it's going to, it's going to be not a great offensive line, but I also think that, that we oftentimes will overhype what all of this means. Like basically the way that I look at like offensive line or is the same way that I look at like the drop statistic in, in football in, for wide receivers or pass blocking is a good example for running backs where I'm looking strictly at the low end extreme 
to see how that impacts or the high end for like an offensive line and, and seeing how it can impact a team like Oakland, for instance. But like, like think about like pass protection for running backs. I talked about this on, on the Rotoviz show that I did yesterday. Um, but like the difference, and this is the same, the same logic with drops at wide receiver. I know that I'm going a little bit off, off topic here, but it's all relevant. The, the, the difference between a guy who can really, really pass protect and a guy who's very average at pass protecting is so minimal. It doesn't matter. Like, like how many times, like what, what is, you know, people, people keep coming up or going to coming up to me. People keep hitting me up on Twitter and they're like, Kareem Hunt can't pass protect. Number one, we don't know that. But number two, okay. Does that mean that, that, that every opposing defense is going to sack Alex Smith anytime Kareem Hunt is on the field when Alex Smith drops back to pass? Like, is that, is that what you're saying? It's just like drops. Like the difference between the guy who has the, the highest drop rate to a guy who has an average drop rate is not that significant. What matters more is what's going on outside of that statistic, which is, is he getting separation? Is he catching the ball? Does he have a good catch radius? The same thing with running backs. Is he able to, to run the ball between the tackles? Mm-hmm. Is, he a good, is he a good pass catcher? There's other things that go on, and, and, and we, we pinpoint these small things. And, and, and I'm not saying an, offense, an offensive line. A good offensive line is a core piece to an entire football team, right? You need a, you you should have a good offensive line if you want to succeed. But when it comes to fantasy football, you the the difference between a good offensive line and a bad offensive line, I think, is just overstated in general. And I know that people are going to hit me up on Twitter about this, but I, I truly truly believe it. Not only that, there's not like immense correlation. There is uh, with individual player grades and stuff for off, but even then, there's not immense correlation mm-hmm. from one year to the next as to how good an offensive line will do. So I'm not I'm not that concerned or overly concerned about this offensive line. I, I think that that's part of the reason why his ADP might be where it is. Uh, and and we're looking strictly at ceiling when we're drafting quarterbacks this late, so it's not that big of a deal. Uh, my my social media consulting team tells me that um, uh, pass protection running back Twitter is very lit at the moment. Yeah, I mean, people are going to hate that take, but like, like it's all part of the game. I get it, but from a production standpoint, it's just like drops. It's gonna, it's gonna be the difference of like if a coach wants a guy on the field or not. I, I think it's more important. You know, pass protection for running back is more important than a wide receiver dropping the ball. But the only reason why we should ever care about wide receivers dropping the ball is if if a coach sees it and they're like, this guy's dropping too many passes, even though it's like one or two more than another wide receiver on the team, and therefore he's not going to get as much run. It's the same deal with running backs. You know. If a guy gets smoked and a, and a quarterback gets sacked as a result of it, if that changes the way that the coach approaches the game, then yeah. so be it. That that can happen. But you're also taking away everything that Kareem Hunt might be able to do from an athletic and, and just being a good running back standpoint. And you're and you're saying I'm going to forego that just because Charkandrick West knows how to pass protect. Like exactly. why would you why would you do that? The uh, the the prime example of what you're talking about was when. Tom Coughlin used to bench David Wilson for an entire half of football because right. he missed a block right. on on a, on a blitz, and it put me on tilt for for days. Yeah. But that's just because Tom Coughlin is like this old, you know, uh, old school guy and uh, not a very good coach. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um. Uh. I. I. Yeah. I. I think that it's overblown. Like you. Go ahead, Denny. Give us another. Give us a fire take. I'm gonna give you a fire take. I. You know. I don't know which one to start with. I think I'm gonna start. I'm going to start with my fire kicker take yeah, because I think that's what the people want right now, um, according to Twitter. So the grand Aguayo experiment is over. 
in Tampa, uh, as as you as you probably know. And uh, so Nick Folk is the presumed week one starter for Tampa. Now, if you are uh, invested and expecting a lot from Tampa Bay's rejuvenated passing attack, uh, then you need to be on Nick Folk. And that's why I'm saying Nick Folk, I keep saying his name differently, but I'm just going to keep going. Nick Folk is a top five fantasy kicker of 2017. Boom. Um, I would I would give a reaction to it, but I know, I, I, I'm not kidding. I was in a draft yesterday, a live draft. I didn't know, I knew th- I knew four or five kickers. You knew? Oh yeah, no. I I I have to look at the depth chart before I say anything for anybody because there are so many precarious kicking situations. Right, right. I have no idea who's a kicker and who's not right now. Yeah. So so Nick Folk, he's a, he's there. He doesn't have an ADP. No one's drafting him. If you like Tampa's passing attack with you know Winston developing, I guess uh, Mike Evans, the tight ends, uh, Deshaun Jackson, the journeyman 30 some year old wide receiver who everyone loves um uh then then folk is going to be good this year uh and and if you're questioning why i'm i'm focusing on these um stats is because uh i i looked back at the at the past four seasons i, I wrote a piece for roto world a few months ago uh and uh what what stuck out generally was that um good passing teams uh produced good fantasy kickers um, way more often than good running teams. Uh, so that's why I'm pinpointing folks. So get them top five. He I also, gar- he also, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you've watched any hard knocks, but, uh, there was a scene of him with his family and he was hanging out with Ryan Fitzpatrick and his family. Oh, so, so he's what? So he's smart. So he's, so he's, so he's friends with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is a, a token streamer oh. on the show. He is a token streamer. Sorry, I was I was I was caught up on the Ivy League uh, yeah. aspect there. Um, also, Nick Folk is not bad. I mean, he has a really good career yeah, uh, rate. But but again, with kickers, let's not get caught up with rate or how good they are. It doesn't matter how good they are. It matters how much opportunity they get. And that's what I'm projecting for Folk here. Lots of opportunity. The next bold prediction that I'm going to talk about is that Eric Ebron is going to finish as a top five tight end this year. Um, despite scoring, he only had one touchdown last year through the air. Uh, he still finished though with more top 12 performances in PPR formats than all but seven tight ends. I understand it was a down year for tight ends, but regardless that, that gives you at least a, a high end tight end two uh, performance. It's more so a low end tight end one, but I'll, I'll, uh, be, be giving there. Uh, but the main, the main reason that he should become more than that this season is is that Anquan Bolden's gone. Last year, mm-hmm. Bolden finished second in red zone targets in all of football. He was third in targets from within the opponent's 10-yard line. Uh, Bolden was also seventh in slot snap percentage among wideouts with 50 or more targets last year. And that matters because Eric Ebron is going to be playing in that area of the field. You know, I, I know that it's easier said than done, but Eric Ebron, all he needs to do is find the end zone more than he has throughout his career. And I, I, I do the, you know, there have been reports... Uh, that the Lions are making more of a conscious effort to make that happen. Um, you know, if Kenny Galladay becomes a thing, then that could uh, mm-hmm. deter him, uh, Ebron, from scoring, you know, seven or eight touchdowns, which is probably what he needs to be able to hit this mark. Uh, but even still, I, I, I think that, that there's the opportunity is certainly there for, for Ebron. That Lions defense, I, I'm, I'm worried about the Lions in general. I was thinking about this. You know, I, I think that 
it's not a terrible thing that they'll, they'll probably be in a decent number of negative game scripts, but they kind of were last year too. Mm-hmm. I think my fear is that they're just not going to have the ball that often at this point because that defense is so putrid. Um, but we'll see. I, I think though that if you're drafting tight ends late, um, you know, you can get a guy like Kyle Rudolph, who's a very, very easy, safe target later in drafts or, you know, in the eighth or so round, or mm-hmm. you can wait a while and get a really, really high upside guy like Austin Hooper, who I think could be a top 12 tight end. Or in the middle there, you can get Eric Ebron, who I've drafted a lot of, uh, because I do think he has top five tight end potential. Um, I saw that uh, Ebron practice Twitter was it turned into a rave today. Yeah, yeah, it was. A, yeah, I was really, really pumped. But Pat Thorman was uh, leading the efforts. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, Thorman was passing out the asset. I saw. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Denny, you need to you need to give this. I know what this take is. You guys, just be prepared. <laughs> Be prepared for just you. You should be able to feel your phones right now. If you're listening on your phone, heating up your computer. Don't touch it. It might burn you. Uh, it's about to burst into flames. I will not pay for anybody's phone or anybody's laptop. <laughs> it's just you're on your own. Also, JJ is going to replace me after this, just so everyone knows. <laughs> yes. So listen, it's been good. LTS Nation. I appreciate all your support. This is this will be my final segment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to get it out there. You ready? Like a Band-Aid. <laughs> so just do it. Okay, I'm ready. Alan, <laughs> Alan Robinson as a tw- top 12 fantasy wide receiver. Wide receiver one. Oh, my God. In the year of our Lord, 2017. <laughs> so He's just going to say it and, and just walk away. No, no, no reasoning yeah. behind it. Yeah, thank you. Good, good night. Um, so, so, okay, Allen Robinson, since people got to see Blake Bortles play 10 days ago, I guess, um, he's dropped all the way to wide receiver 24, um, which I think is a little a little nuts um, in, in PPR. Um, so I'm, I'm fine taking him there. You can get him as your, like, wide receiver four at this point if you go heavy on, on wide receivers. Um, just, okay, Pat Thorman, speaking of Pat Thorman, our good friend, uh, from Pro Football Focus, he has some great Allen Robinson propaganda out there. And I'm going to read it on air. Okay, so 2015, uh, A. Rob accrues uh, a third, fully one third of his fantasy points on deep balls. Okay, you all remember all that glory. Um, so in 2016, uh, that re- was reduced to 11 percent of his fantasy production came on deep balls. Huge drop. Also, 16 percent of Allen Robinson's deep targets last season were catchable. So basically barely any. Um, uh, he got the exact same number of targets in 2016 that he did in 2015. Um, and really the only way that he's not going to see that same 140-ish, 150 maybe targets is if the Jaguars really commit to being a run-heavy team while also losing by a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, Vegas projects them to be pretty bad. Um, Jacksonville was 11th in pass attempts in 2015 and fourth in pass attempts in 2016. Um, it's hard to imagine them not being in the top half, at least like very conservatively. Al Robinson saw 24.9% target share in 2015. So he, if he gets back to that, it dropped a little bit last year. Then we're still, then we're talking about the same number of targets. The, the the touchdowns will regress. I mean, um, Robinson scored. Oh, I missed. Oh, he scored 14 touchdowns uh, two years ago and six last year. Uh, so it, the opportunity is there. 
I like some garbage time at a Rob production, you know, slash Bortles slash Henny. So whatever I'm, I'm in top 12. Give me them. I feel like this podcast just turned into a podcast sponsored by InfoWars. <laughs> no, because I didn't scream. Uh, 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 I'm taking a Rob because I'm a man. I have blood <laughs> pumping through my veins. Oh man, I I have no response to that. To that, I mean, look, you you gave reasoning, you gave logic. That's all I can ask for. So I'm, wait, do, I, I'm I'm not drafting Allen Robinson though. You're not drafting him at at, at wide receiver twenty four. I don't like Allen Robinson. I, I'm I'm afraid of Doug Marone. I, I think Doug Marone would love to play Fisher ball. And I think the defense is gonna be good. And I I it's just it, it doesn't play into what A Rob does. And I, I, I think too, and I I've looked at a lot of deep ball statistics too. I think my fear, because like the volume wasn't there as much from from Bortles from a percentage of, of throws that went fifteen or more yards through the air. My my fear is that they just don't don't do that do very that. often, yeah. 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 But I, I get the, I, I get that it could happen. Let's don't how, try to make me feel better. That's fair. How is that not? That's fair, right? It could happen. It could. <laughs> he's talented. He's very, very good. He's very good. Yeah, it, it, it could happen. Antonio Brown could also become a wide receiver three. <laughs> it could so, happen. Yeah, you never know. Anyway, all right, that's going to do it for the bold predictions, Denny. Before we get into the questions section of the podcast, I think we have one more sponsor. Yeah, listen, if you haven't set up your fantasy league yet. For whatever reason, you need to go to apexfantasyleagues.com and sign up today. They have a lot of drafts that that they tweet out every night where they increase um, uh, the um, they in the, they they increase the amount of money that can be won in each league um, uh, as as leagues fill up. So so definitely check out apexfantasyleagues.com. We play we play in in Apex. We love it a lot. It's a skill based format uh, with industry leading payouts and ensures that the best players win big and that's all you can ask for so apexfantasyleagues.com this first question from twitter is from at ethan harwood would love your takes on the digs news is this just preseason experimentation or a sign of things to come so for those of you i see why am i i should say <laughs> uh digs who played a decent amount in the slot last year is now playing on the outside uh, he played every preseason snap on the outside adam thielen played in the slot um i you know, it's not really moving things for me with Diggs. I, I think that it might just be that he becomes more of a, a deep threat. But but at the same time, I think that they could use him similarly to, to how the Steelers use Antonio Brown, if you want to think of things that way. So I'm not I'm not that concerned. I've already mentioned I mentioned this on like every show that I go on basically, but Sam Bradford last year was not bad at throwing the deep ball. Uh, he was sixth best in the in the NFL uh, in, in completion percentage on passes that went fifteen or more yards through the air. Um, but the problem is that he had the six lowest air yards per attempt because he didn't get to throw those balls very often. I'm assuming mostly uh, because of the offensive line issues. So if the offensive line issues improve, that's going to that's gonna change that offense so dramatically with Dalvin Cook there, with Bradford having time to throw the ball down the field to Diggs. I think that changes absolutely everything. So I think that, that Diggs can still be absolutely fine if he's not being used in the slot. Uh, it makes me a little. I mean, I was looking forward to a bunch of like like cheap PPR points yeah. from the slot, which you know you might not get now. But it doesn't it doesn't really move me off of him where he's going. His his price is plenty reasonable. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of excited. I think it gives him more of a ceiling though. Yeah, you know, because yeah. like because because before you could draft, you could play a little arbitrage and, and draft like a Jamison Crowder a round or two later, uh, or a round later. 
Um, but now it's, it's, you know, him being on the outside, I think he has a little bit more touchdown upside. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think what it's showing is that they're trying to make him a well-rounded wide receiver because he has the skill set to be a really, really good wide receiver in the league. That's, yeah, that's kind of my take on it. That's, that's a good take. I like it. Next one is at N Dutton 13, our buddy, Neil Dutton, given Denny's often extraordinary food takes, what would you both want as your last meals? Should you find yourself on death row? Mm. Well, hopefully we never find ourselves on death row. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, my plan my plan in life, at least my five-year plan, is not to be on death row. Yeah, yeah. What would you, what would you, uh, what would you eat, though, Denny? Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upset a lot of people, I think. Here we go. Chicken and broccoli. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking like, like really good chicken, though. Okay? You would eat, that, that's really, you would just eat really, really good chicken? I like real like juicy tender chicken and with bar like barbecue chicken. That's what I want. I want barbecue chicken. I want some corn and I want some potatoes. All right. I want a buffalo chicken pizza from this place that is close to where I live that that I ate with Matt Harmon the night okay. that he that he hung out here. It's so good. It's the best buffalo chicken pizza and it's it's a it's a people own it are from Buffalo. Right. So you would die with with heartburn. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? And I'd probably have like a milkshake or something with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, because I'm I, normal, Denny. I like to eat like garbage before I die. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're going in that direction, I mean, I could get like a big fat gyro. Just give me a big fat gyro. Yeah, are fine. you a, are you a gyro? So you're a gyro person, not a hero. Well, I mean, there's hero, there's yido. I yeah. Mean, so what? What's the what's the real one? I mean, I say Yido in front of my Greek. I was gonna say because you have that side of the family, and yeah, you probably but, know. But, what what do they say? They say that too. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, in front of white people, I just say gyro. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Because if I say that, if I say if I say it the Greek way, um, you know, they're gonna call the cops or something. So. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, this next one is at bathroom Ben takes on guys wearing hats in the gym. What kind of hats are we talking about? Yeah, look, I'll be honest. I I'm I used to ridicule people who wore hats in the gym, but I've turned into hats in the gym person. I, I have a specific I have specific hats that are that are good hats that I can wear like that mm-hmm. don't get sweaty, and then I have hats that I wear to the gym that have marks from sweat. Exactly. First of all, hats in the gym is my favorite electronic flute <laughs> band. <laughs> uh, they're they're great. They're, you should check them out. And but uh, also I wear I wear a hat. Okay, so I wear a hat backwards when I run around the neighborhood, um, because my hair gets sweaty and then gets in my face, and nothing annoys me more than hair in my face. Yeah, try having really thick eyebrows. Oh, and running, well, and having sweat in your eyes constantly. Wait, I thought that, but wouldn't that protect the sweat? Yeah, but but no, but I'm sweating in my eyebrows. Oh, so you're just constantly wiping like, and it's like, just there. It's and uh, I guess my my top of my eye to where my eyebrow hits is yeah. there's not much room because I have flacco eyebrows, and uh, <laughs> it's it's not it's not great when you're running around running around and sweating because it just gets in your eyes constantly. Um, well, they 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 make those like special uh sweat proof hats, I guess, right? I yeah. mean, like like they're like. They're like real tight on people's heads. I they, it looks incredibly uncomfortable. My brother-in-law has one. Um, it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, uh, they, you put it on and your face turns purple. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but but I mean, you know, the amount of sweat uh, on that thing is just horrendous. It's like a 
it you you know there's like three pounds of salt in the in the house. Yeah, I, look, I have no room to talk. I'm I when I when I gym it up, I'm the sweatiest person in the gym. Like like it's not even close. Like I, I like if I get food afterwards or something and I go somewhere, like I'm afraid to go places because I, it literally looks like I got out of a swimming pool. Oh my god, did I tell you when I was playing my softball playoffs, I I was playing a team with a former high school classmate. I haven't seen her in 15 years, okay? I'm so old. And um and so I see her and we make eye contact awkwardly, kind of wave. So I go around to say hi and I had just played two games. So I'm drenched. I mean drenched in sweat. And she goes in for the hug. Oh God. And I was like, oh no, I can't like 15 I'm like, years in the making. I'm like thinking, yeah, I'm thinking like uh like do I like bail out? Do I like run? from her because I can't let her touch me in this condition. I'm disgusting. And but anyway, there was no avoiding it. So as as we're as we're hugging, I'm go I'm saying <laughs> I'm muttering under my breath, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sweaty. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't know we were gonna do this. Oh jeez. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, this next one is at the Dylan Ryan thoughts on starting both Antonio Brown and the Steelers. Number one wide receiver in the same lineup each week. I got both of them in the top six rounds. I don't hate it. Yeah. I mean, generally something I don't do, but it's an offense that should score points. Uh, if you could deal Martavis or, or, I mean, I probably wouldn't deal AB, but if you can get something for him, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm less inclined to do stuff like that though. Just in general. Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate it, but well, it depends on how many wide receivers you're starting. Um, sure. If you're starting four, I guess that's that's good. Yeah. Next one at Geigertron. Everyone is drafting two quarterbacks in my one quarterback league. They're a silly bunch. Any wrecks between Wentz, Eli, Ty Goat, and Bradford based on early schedule? Bradford? Yeah, got to be Bradford. He gets gets New Orleans week one. I think he has top fifteen ish upside, top twelve upside. So I, I would I'd go Bradford. It, 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 I'm in a lot of leagues, whether it's Superflex or um, just normal ones, where I'm getting where where people hoard quarterbacks, and I'm getting Bradford as my QB two a decent bit, just because right. I, I think that he could have an like like the reasons I just mentioned. I think he can have an okay season. I have Bradford in so many best ball leagues that um, I seriously am going to have to take out a, another mortgage if <laughs> if he goes down. Which you know Sam Bradford being Sam Bradford, it might happen. This next one's at Fat Eddie Lacey says better keeper McCoy in the third, Crowell in the eleventh, or Evans in the second. I kind of like Evans in the second. I'd probably go Crowell. I'm not as high on Evans. It depends though. Like, like with any keeper question, it depends on what your availability looks like given other keepers. So yeah. you know yeah. that that's a that's a really really important aspect to it. Um, I, I think it, it's probably, I, I, to me, it's Crowell though, just because the 11th, but Denny's a Mike Evans truther. So. I am. I am. This next one at Jordan hall, 23, who are you guys, who are, who are your guys favorite late round flyers, bench guys and deep 16 team leagues guys beyond the 175 and ADP with a chance to have relevance. Well, you, you like, you love Carson from apparently I have, I have, I've taken a flyer on Chris Carson. I think in 95% of my leagues and why not? why not I mean, yeah, I mean I like yeah right like whatever he's looked pretty good uh, there's a lot of running backs though that i like late this year more than more than last season i like i don't i don't know like i like i like buck allen a lot mm-hmm. he, he's a guy who i don't think enough people are talking about because terrence west is garbage and uh buck allen has the, the physical traits to, to do so and we know that he can catch passes as well so i like uh, I, marlon mack is another guy that i 
I, I've, I went from loving Frank Gore probably more than anyone else in the industry to like not even owning him in any leagues. Yeah, I know. Well, that's because his ADP kind of ticked up, didn't it? It's and it's one of those things where like I don't I don't want to to have a an early down bruiser on a team that might not have Andrew Luck and just hasn't. It's it's one of the worst rosters in football. That that yeah, the Colts roster. Bad. So Marlon Max, another one. Uh, uh, Rod, Rod, Rod Smith. Yeah, you like you like Rod. You like the the Rod Smith. I dropped him in the Apex League though. Whenever I picked up Chris Carson. I saw that you jerk. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I, D'Angelo Henderson's another guy that I've targeted a decent bit. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of a lot of running backs you can get late. I, I just want to put his name out there, Brandon Oliver. Uh, he's pretty much the, the the clear RB2 in San Diego. Next one, at DF underscore Patterson, which training camp injury will have the biggest effect on fantasy drafts going forward? So he says, where Edelman, Meredith, Bortles not getting hurt. <laughs> I mean, Edelman, right? I think it's, I mean, I guess the the wear injury is only impacting Kareem Hunt, right? Right, and Edelman's Edelman's is impacting everybody. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. If you want to talk about the biggest like overall effect, I mean, everyone has a different take on the Edelman injury. Yeah, like, it's like like, it, like a different take. Like like it's insane. It's yeah. insane. I, I mean, some some for some it means Danny Amendola is a is an obvious an obvious plug and play fantasy starter for others. It's James white is an elite PPR back now for others is Rex Burkhead is going to, you know, do yeah. his utility player thing. And Chris Hogan's going to be this, you know, amazing guy. I don't know. It, Chris Hogan's very efficient, by the way, very, very efficient. That doesn't really sell much for me. I mean, I, 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 I like Hogan, but when people say, well, he did this on this number of targets, I mean, that's great, but that's not really what I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, like, I, I picked up Chris Hogan in a league just to be like, okay, what's going to happen? Like, maybe something will happen. But but it, to me, I mean, I have a, a, a predictably really lame take on it, is that I, I think that they're just going to change. They're going to change up their offense a bit, throw James White, Burkhead in the slot a couple every once in a while, move guys around a lot, just continue mm-hmm. to be a mess offensively for, for defenses to face. Uh, and, and Brandon cooks, will see maybe a slight uptick in targets. Like, I, I just don't see it being like a significant, this guy is going to see so many more targets. I think if, if there's a, so many more targets guy, it's probably Danny Amendola because he's going from like 15 targets to like 60, right? Like he, he, he's just yeah. becoming something after, after just being buried on the death chart. And then uh, there's Malcolm Mitchell there who could play on the outside, I mean, the bottom line is they, they play a lot of two wide receiver sets there. So Chris Hogan and Brandon Cooks are going to be on the field a lot. But Chris Hogan was on the field a lot last year. So And he obviously wasn't the most fantasy-relevant guy in the world. It's just the way that the, the Patriots offense functions is that is in that slot area and, and utilizing those running backs out of the backfield. I think it's just important to remember that we're going to see four top 20 New England wide receivers. Uh, yeah, right. right. People, pretty, forget, pretty people forget that that's going to happen. Uh, next one at J Hoover nine seven eight seven Jordan Hoover he says given the choice between start staring into an eclipse and listening to Taylor Swift's new single on loop what brand of sunglasses would you buy? <laughs> That's such a good tweet. I have, laughed at that today. Have you have you listened to the Taylor Swift song, Denny? I have not only listened to it several times. I have read about it. I've read analyses of it. I I'm obsessed with the fact that Taylor Swift is on such tilt. That she's um, she she made a she made an anthem for saying I'm not mad I'm not mad I'm right. not mad also I'm not owned <laughs> like, right 
like right. that famous tweet, I'm not owned, I'm not owned. Right. Uh, I mean that that's the whole that's the song. She her brand is a disaster right now. I mean, I have no idea what she's doing. I agree. And and that is a is quite the uh the dad take that you just gave. Is it? Is it's it a, it's a pretty daddy take. I mean, like I don't disagree with it because I have dad tendencies, but but it's a it's a it's a daddy take. Did, did you just call me daddy? <laughs> No, but seriously, Taylor Swift, the, the key, the, all you need to know right now about Taylor Swift for people out there is that she's on tilt. And I don't know if she's ever coming back from the tilt. I feel like a good rapper name could be Daddy Takes. <laughs> right? That'd be good. Uh, Next one, at KHouston413. I get one keeper in an auction league. How bad does the situation in Buffalo get before McCoy isn't worth $46 of a $200 budget? I mean, look, it's a it's a rough situation. Um, I I am trying to not get any more shady uh, on my fantasy teams right now, just given his cost. Um, I think Tyrod Taylor is a disaster for this offense. I, I wrote an article on it last week, and I also went on Buffalo Radio and trashed trashed uh, not Ty God, but the offense in general. Um, yeah. It's just yeah, it's a situation where what people don't realize is that a lot of offensive coordinators don't understand how to fit personnel into a new scheme and they just take their scheme and they force personnel into it. And that's what Rick Dennison's doing comes from the, the Mike Shanahan coaching tree, Gary Kubiak. They're going to run a West coast offense. It's all about timing routes and rhythm and precision. That's literally the opposite of what Tyrod Taylor has shown us over the last two years. They don't throw the ball deep that often. Tyrod Taylor, big deep ball guy. I, I, I just I, and then they get rid of their best deep ball threat in Sammy Watkins, and they bring in a, a a a good a guy who's perfect for a West Coast system in Jordan Matthews. But that doesn't fit Tyrod Taylor. So like I love Zay Jones and Jordan Matthews in a West Coast system. Zay Jones. His biggest knock coming out of school was that he wasn't very efficient because of the way they used him closer to the line of scrimmage. He works in the West Coast system, but I, I just I'm I'm fearful of that whole entire situation, and I think it's going to impact Lashawn McCoy. The one thing that might make it a moot point is that Lashawn McCoy should see a lot of targets out of the backfield. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that too. Uh, so the uh, the Bills picked up a quarterback off the street today uh, after the the Tyrod concussion thing. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're. They're. Nate. Yeah. Nate Peterman, though. Nate Peterman hailed a pit. He was a. He. He went to pit. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, he did. Um, Nate Peterman, though. He. He fits the offense. Like he. He. Like there's a. If you look at what they're doing and all the moves that they're making, it's like they are clearly trying to get personnel to fit this offense. And the way that, like, had they not traded Sammy, you know, maybe we would question what they're doing totally with this offense. But the Sammy trade to me. You know, obviously health questions aside, contract is, you know, they didn't pick up his fifth year option, but like the Sammy trade to me made it very, very obvious that this is a situation where they want to fit personnel into this specific offense. Whereas you get guys like Todd Haley is a good example of, of someone and Kyle Shanahan, even too, they'll, they'll, they'll fit their personnel uh, and work to the strengths of the personnel. Bruce Arians, the opposite end. Bruce Arians is a very, very particular scheme, loves to throw the ball deep. Um, you, you know that that's what you're getting in that Bruce Arians offense. Whereas that's not how, you know, coordinators just do weird things. And I think Dennison's one of those guys that just loves to fit players into these, into these, uh, round holes. Gotcha. Next question at underscore big floss. Thanks for letting me rant there too, Denny. I appreciate no, it. No, Yeah. Listen, you didn't do enough of it on Buffalo radio. So no, I apparently didn't. Apparently didn't. Uh, at underscore big floss is Jamal Charles worth drafting after his preseason showing versus green Bay. 
I, I've struggled to say no. God, I cannot. Look, the, Jamal Charles historically would have been a very JJ pick. Yeah. I hate Jamal Charles this year. And I hate, I don't like Marshawn Lynch this year. I, I'm, I'm like finally past like this yeah. garbage. Like Jamal Charles, like here's the thing with Jamal Charles. If he plays, he's only going to see eight to 10 touches per game at most. Yeah. So like what, and it's, he's in a bad offense and there's competition in that offense. I, I just, I don't see the reason to get Jamal. Charles. But have you considered that he's the greatest of all time? I don't that- look. I love Jamal Charles, man. He's very good. <laughs> Next question at Brotato Chip Kelly. Rank these late wi- late round wide receiver ads: Babytron, Kendall Wright, Chris Conley, Taylor Gabriel. Already have strong wide receiver corps and looking for upside. I mean, Wright makes a lot of sense. I think Wright has a decent amount of upside. I'm going to say Babytron just because, but um, just because he's in a slightly better offense, or not, not probably not even slightly. But yeah, Wright, Wright's a very interesting ad. I think right now. Yeah, I mean, he has you know the offensive coordinator that he thrived under in in Tennessee for ten minutes, and um, and he is going to be the the beneficiary of game script we we like that so yeah next one at donuts mcruger mcruger that's that's a a tough one okay please rank an order of insult to humanity people who take out cash during multiple using multiple cards at the atm vontez perfect or golden eye truthers golden eye truthers are bad but i think that we have the same answer for this we have to say perfect. Yeah, you got to say perfect. Yeah. Perfect is the woat, the absolute woat. Okay, the I last night when the news came out about perfect being possibly being suspended, or is he definitely suspended? Yeah, I think he's definitely suspended, but he's appealing. Okay, so people people acted like the context of his career has no bearing on. Yeah, exactly. That hit. This guy is the dirtiest player ever including like rodney harrison yeah which, oh he yeah i totally so, agree with you and uh um and so and but but people people well this is just football i mean i th- that's such an all-encompassing statement i mean so much is all just football like a guy like breaking his spine on the field would be <laughs> right. just football right uh, uh you know uh, um these these terrible people suffering concussions that make them you know beg for death when they're 50 years old it, that's just football so i don't know if that really is a good argument right now i agree and i think that you have to look at, at look, dude the guy tried to take out Gio Bernard's knee in practice when Gio Bernard's coming off an I mean, let alone that's stupid, but Gio Bernard's coming off an ACL tear. The, What's wrong with that guy? Like he, he 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 has such a history of doing this, and this is not just a Yinzer talking about this because obviously the kind of things that he's done against the Steelers, I I I can't stand. But but like like the guy is a maniac. He's well, he's he, insane. The he Antonio int- Brown member in the in the playoffs a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. He intentionally ruined Le'Veon's knee. Um, right. He tried to decapitate Antonio Brown, and I, I guess maybe that is just football. What, what what teams need to do is they need to uh, designate a guy like what they used to do with Dennis Rodman and uh, when he was with the Bulls, designate a guy to just get in Burfick's head and make him do something stupid, just make him make that move because the officials are so. Uh, are are so focused on him, make him do something stupid. I I would love for that guy never to play another down in the NFL. That's yeah. I'm just sick of the, this is just football. It's like, no, what we're trying to do here is make it not part of football. Like (laughs) 
like that's the, the goal is that like these things don't happen so people don't get hurt while we can still enjoy the game so yeah this next one is at dude bro bro 007 on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being the angriest. How does CD Carter 13 feel about this VVV original meme? And it's the meme, the meme that's going around of the guy with like his supposed girlfriend or whatever. And he's like looking at that other woman and the other woman has just the word late round podcast across her. And then the guy is JJ looking back at it. And then the supposed girl friend is is says denny on it right yeah it's a it's great a, that, that meme is so good it is a great meme i've laughed hysterically at at least a dozen of them but here's the thing why do both of the girl why do the girls look so similar they're so similar <laughs> i'm not saying that all white girls look the same but i am saying but, that that they could have chosen you know slightly different girls i don't know yeah like a blonde or something in there somebody i just i thought i was like oh they're twins oh wait wait is that the point of the meme i don't know it is a good meme though this next one is at beer and blank jj why don't you promote this podcast on the late round podcast like you do one on lts are you ashamed of denny guys look i'm not (laughs) i'm not ashamed of denny has nothing to do look this podcast that we do here we have so much free reign to do whatever the heck we want to do uh, and it's, it's much more of just like, it's chill, it's lifestyle, whatever you want to call this podcast at this point. Mm-hmm. But the late round podcast is, it, it's not, it's, it's my liking, mm-hmm. my likeness rather, but I, I don't, I, I can't just promote whatever the heck I want to promote on it because it's, it's technically owned by FanDuel. Yeah. And we're not, listen, FanDuel doesn't want anything to do with me. First of all, <laughs> I can guarantee you that. And, and I'm fine. I, I do not need JJ screaming about living the stream from the rooftops. We have we have our little family that listens, uh, all you weirdos, haters and losers, and that's that's good. Let's, let's just go with that. We love this podcast for 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 that aspect of it. It's Absolutely. it's the most unique fantasy football podcast you can find because of that. I believe I believe it is. Uh, at this next one's at number one punna. Well, JJ's pants <laughs> be be. be <laughs> Will JJ's pants be on or off when discussing Kareem Hunt's value slash opportunity? Look, I know that I was I've been really into Kareem Hunt this offseason, and like I don't want to I I don't want an injury to to make it seem like so, like I actually ranted about this on my podcast, my, the late round podcast that's go, coming out tomorrow. But like I don't I don't want an injury to this is what sucks about fantasy football. You don't want injuries to force celebration, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's what sucks in fantasy. You have Spencer Ware whose knee just gets destroyed. He's gonna be out for a year. He's in agonizing pain, and we're sitting here like excited and elated because we got we we have Kareem Hunt on our rosters. And I'm not saying that your reaction is a is a an abnormal one. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a normal reaction to have. But I think it's important that we take a step back first, realize that there's a human being that got hurt, and it sucks. And then from there, say, yes, I told people to get Kareem Hunt, and this was part of the upside, but this wasn't the real reason why I wanted people to get Kareem Hunt. I wanted them to get I, – I thought that he was going to be able to take over that backfield on his own. Well, uh, part of the reason you know, that I don't invest a lot in running backs is because partly because of the high injury rate of running backs. Right. So that, that, that does – that is part that is part of the – you don't root for it, but – you you can see that it happens. The numbers tell us it happens. It's the reality of the game. I mean, if you're not comfortable with that, 
you know, uh, take up, you know, checkers or something. I don't know. Right. Right. It, it's, it's one of those things where I don't think that it's necessary to be, especially as like a tout or as someone who's writing about fantasy football. Like I don't need to go out there and be like, told you so you should have gotten Kareem hunt yeah. when a freaking injury happened. Like that's the, that's the, the, that's, it's ridiculous. But yeah. I will say I'm very excited about Kareem Hunt's potential this year. I think that he's in a really good spot, and I think he's going to be the best rookie running back. It's like when I see people saying something something to the effect of like, I've been on Kendall Wright for three months. Yeah. And, and, and now, well, well, guess that was terrible process until right, right this, this, very, right, exactly. this very moment. This very right. moment it changed, but that was terrible process. Congratulations. Yes. Uh, this next one is at Mr. Underscore Pac-Man. He says, can you please give a shout-out to us listeners in Houston slash Southeast Texas? that are being slammed by Harvey right now. Thanks. Yeah, of course. I, I can't believe how bad that rain is. I, Yes, we, you are in our thoughts. You are definitely in our thoughts. If, if we can do anything to help you guys out, um, whether it's with a show or, or whatever, please let us know. Uh, but stay safe. We're thinking about you guys. Yeah. This next one's at TJ Hernandez. If you could eat, drink, eat slash drink anything you want and be in perfect shape slash mm-hmm. health, but every meal had to be with J.J. Watt, would you do it? No, no, no. You wouldn't do that. Oh, every meal, though. That's like that's like a solid like hour and a half a day with J.J. Watt. Yeah, man. No, I can't, I can't deal with that sort of unrelenting positivity <laughs> that J.J. Watt brings. Terrible um, day at work, and there's J.J. Watt just smiling at you, giving you motivational quotes. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I look. I just want to feel bad about myself for a minute, JJ. Please. Yeah, yeah. The next one at seven Buffalo six is the late round quarterback. A separate podcast from Living the Stream podcast. If so, what's the RSS? Okay, I I wanted to add this on here. It's the late it just for, so the records out there. It's the late round podcast. It's completely different than the late round quarterback dot com. Late round QB dot com. Late round QB dot com hosts this show it's always hosted this show the late round podcast you can find by searching on like itunes and stuff like that mm-hmm. i just wanted to be clear about that that yeah, was my no, that was my that was my reminder since we were talking about it earlier yeah no there's 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 lots to uh to parse out there right? you 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 should definitely do that once in a while this next one the last one at not jake robinson one is the only legitimate way to stand in the shower parentheses towards slash away from the and then he has the the uh the what do you call it the showerhead? Yeah, showerhead. And does it change when shower crying on Sunday nights? Do people... Uh, okay, we need to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, we do. This, this, is, this is an interesting uh, situation here. I, I don't want to say I spin in the shower because that doesn't make any sense. But I'm certainly not just in one direction the entire time. Right. Right? Well, well yeah. Well, I think that you you... What happens is you naturally rotate uh, as as you're doing your routine everybody has their sure. own routine with uh with showering so um yeah i mean your face is not going to be in the shower stream the whole time right, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, right. no one no one does that eventually you just stop breathing and you and you pass out <laughs> uh i haven't passed out in the shower in days so <laughs> uh, <laughs> but and you know crying crying in the shower wise um, mostly the, the fetal position. Yeah, I was going to say that's it's just, just, you lay down and hopefully you have a spacious shower just so you can fit in there. In but the make sure position. you clean the drain because when you're in the fetal position, you can really see the drain in a way that you don't really see from up top, you know? So, you know, you don't want to get gross while you're weeping in the, in yeah. the shower. Um, oh, 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 
at the beach, we had a shower that had such a strong uh, stream of water that it made me, it made me mad. <laughs> it, like I was, I was like furious uh, about how 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 hard this water was. Yeah, why why are some shower heads like that? I and I'm like, uh, it's like, I I I would put you know soap on my face or whatever. And I would have to like psych myself up to get into the water. So I'd have to be like, "You, I gotta do this. Come on, you piece of shit. Put your face in the water right now." You know. Those are those are seriously the worst. And you and then you go to adjust it, and then somehow it comes out even faster. Right. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. But that's gonna do it for this week's show, everyone. Denny, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, real quick. Uh, the people asked for my kicker recommendations for week one. I just want to say oh, yeah, that yeah. real quick. Kai Forbath. Uh, for Minnesota, uh, Graham Gano, uh, for Carolina, and Nick Falk. Here's the here's the note I have next to Nick Falk in my show notes. Let's go. So, <laughs> Forbath, Gano, Falk. Those are my three. And awesome. You can find me at CD Carter thirteen on the Twitter. And if you need someone to draft for you, if you want some help preparing for your draft, go to DraftDayConsultants.com. And I'm JJ Zacharisi. You can find me on Twitter at Late Round QB. All my work over at numberfire.com, including my podcast, The Late Round Podcast. Might as well throw it out there one last time, uh, which you can find anywhere podcasts can be found, basically. Denny, this is the last podcast before week one recommendation. Do you have anything, any any parting thoughts before before we hit that, that point in the season? My parting thoughts uh, are that I'm tilting. Yeah, I'm already on tilt. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.